you can host the best backyard barbecue. You can find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Los Angeles friendos, join Going In Raw as we go live on stage with Wrestling With Regrets' Brian Zane, September 24th at the Nerdist Showroom in L.A. The link to tickets is in the description. Hey, friendos, Steve here. I'm going to try to keep this short today because my voice is going out, and that's not going to be good because next week we've got some pretty cool stuff coming up. Um, but I'm here to talk to you guys about the latest GFW... I don't know why I can call that anymore. I think this is Impact Wrestling now. The latest Impact Wrestling episode. Um, but before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about um, uh, a video clip that uh, Matthew from Botchamania um, posted on the Twitters. Um, and it was from the GFW or Impact Wrestling Amped Anthology, which they go back and take like old stuff and then they repackage it and kind of market it as if it's something new. Like they do and they don't. They tread this very strange line. Um, like, for example, they were, you know, they on their website or on their YouTube, rather, they were showing clips of like the Bollywood Boys, Kurt Hawkins, and then Bobby Roode. And they were kind of positioning it to make it seem like they're still there. Like what they're doing double duty in the WWE and NG and Impact Wrestling. And it's like, okay, that's fine, whatever. But then, like, this clip that uh, Matthew sort of um, uh, tweeted out, it had Bobby Roode's entrance at something. I, and I don't know the exact story behind it. All I know is what I saw. Bobby Roode's coming down to the ring, and I'm pretty sure it's right before he left. It's probably one of the last things he did before he left the company, I'd imagine. And the announcers uh, are referring to him as if he still works there. And they say stuff like, you know, Bobby Roode, he can show up anywhere at any time. He's the, the the former NXT champion. And and now he's here in, like, the Impact Zone, wherever the hell they were. They were really, really pushing this idea that Bobby Roode is, that this was current. This was not, like, they weren't collecting this as, like, a best of or some sort of, like, kind of, you know, they could have marketed it like, oh, this is sort of like a bootleg edition of, like, Bobby Roode footage, like, never before aired and never before seen, something like that. I don't know. But they were making it seem like Bobby Roode was with the company, which is stupid on so many levels to do that. You're a niche wrestling company. You are not the WWE. You're Impact Wrestling. You have an audience weekly of around 250,000. I will almost guarantee that those 250,000 people know for a fact that Bobby Roode is not with Impact Wrestling. So this just makes you look either stupid or cynical or just really bad at business. Because people are savvy to this shit. And they should know. Like, this is the kind of thing that bugs the crap out of me. I do these GFW Impact reviews. Largely because I think it's a fascinating company that has had some really, really strange business issues behind the scenes with payments and money and et cetera, et cetera. But I'm, I'm fascinated. It's been around for 15 years. And I always try to point out ways where the product, in my mind, in my opinion, could be better. 
with how Impact Wrestling could possibly succeed. I mean, it all comes down to money. But there's also an issue of perception. How many people are you turning off by acting as if Bobby Roode's with your company when everybody knows that he's not? Like, everybody knows what this game is. It's doing nothing but giving you bad publicity. It's, it's, it's associating your company with shady business practices. And I'm just, I was absolutely floored. I'm like, you know, you guys are trying, if you want to be on the up and up, then you need to give people a reason to trust in what you're doing. And doing that is not going to do it. That's my rant. That's my spiel. I was, I was beside myself. Bobby Roode can show up anytime, anywhere. No, he can't. He's under contract with WWE. We all know that. He's on SmackDown Live. Yeah, he hasn't been on TV for a couple of weeks, but that's WWE's business. It's not yours. I don't know. It, just, it absolutely blows my mind. Like, how many ways can you try to screw over your own company? Anyways, Impact Wrestling this week started with Johnny Mundo uh, in the ring talking that he wants he, he, he wants Eli Drake. He's calling out Eli Drake because of what happened last week, how he got beat down by him and um, Chris Adonis. Uh, Cam comes out, starts saying Eli Drake is still in Mexico. Johnny Mundo said, well, I just saw his car in the parking lot. And Cam uh, said, well, are you calling me a liar? And then Johnny Mundo said, yeah, I am. And then they had a match. <coughs> Johnny Mundo went over. It was the first of two Johnny Mundo matches of the night. I wonder if he's working on like a, a contract that that's based on number of matches. Maybe he's just training. Maybe he showed up and was like, how many matches do I have to wrestle with you guys? Okay, can we start doubling up like two a night so I can get through this? Uh, next up, Pagano from AAA is talking to somebody backstage in Spanish. Don't know what he said. Next up, Taya Valkyrie took on jobber Ava Story. She won very easily. Taya is not the most athletic person in the world, but she's got a lot of charisma. Kind of. She definitely has something about her that is appealing. Um, but athleticism is not that. She's kind of slow and clunky in the ring. Um, anyway, she beat Eva Story pretty uh, easily after that. It was a whole cluster. Uh, she calls for a title shot. Rosemary comes down. I'm assuming this is still taped before the Triple Mania incident, although it's nice to hear that Rosemary has been cleared. Um, she comes down. She starts talking about how like all the voices say that she should get the title shot. She attacks Taya. Um, Sienna comes down, helps Taya, they double-team Rosemary, Allie comes down, evens the odds, Taryn Terrell comes down, she helps the heels, Kim, uh, Gail Kim comes down, she helps the faces. So, like, the entire knockouts division comes down, and they all, you know, heels versus faces type thing. Um, and the faces stand strong, and the heels go running off. Next up, we have OVE, Ohio versus everyone or everything, I forget what it is. Um, they're in Mexico. They decide to go to the club that LAX hangs out with, hangs out at. It's a strip club with no actual strippers in it. They're just wearing kind of skimpy-ish clothes. They're wearing like bathing suits. Um, <coughs> anyways, they go to the club. LAX shows up because they're they're like, hey, we want a title shot, a real title shot. LAX shows up. I appreciate that LAX is wearing their merchandise shirts at the club they're hanging out at. It's like me wearing going in raw shirts all the place, all over the place. Anyways, they show up, everybody yells at each other, and they decide that next week OVE is going to get a title shot. Because I think next week is um, Victory Road? I think it's Victory Road. Bound for Glory is the pay-per-view. That's later. I think it's Victory Road. Anyways, uh, some shots of Eli Drake in slow motion down in Mexico. He looks like he's lost. Uh, Global Forge. <laughs> this is great. This is great. Next, So they have this segment every week now called the Global Forge where... 
I think it's their version of like bra- uh, breaking ground, kind of. Like it's mainly focusing on uh, Scott Demore, who's like one of the head creative guys there, and he is at some wrestling school um, where a bunch of people are training for a spot in GMW apparently, and uh, he says it's like a talent search. But I'm almost positive that every single person there, and especially the ones that are on camera, probably paid to be there. Like this isn't hey, let's bring out like the best. This is like we're gonna go to a wrestling school. They're probably paying a couple thousand dollars for classes, and then you know we're gonna spotlight everybody because there really wasn't nobody that was all that impressive. Scott Demore was talking about them all, and he had varying things to say. It wasn't like he was blowing smoke up their asses. But he was like, uh, I don't know, this guy is very unique. This guy is this. This guy is, is you know, lost 40 pounds since he's been here. It was just not, not great. No big standouts there. But hopefully they all succeed. I don't know. What do I know? Uh, let's see here. Uh, in the back, uh, the, all, the face, all the face women uh, were getting hyped. Then there was a Petey Williams, Trevor Lee package, uh, video package prom- promoting their match. Um, which I think is going to happen next week. Uh, then there was a little video pra- package about Grado working a match in Cleveland that he was able to book because, he says, because of Joe Park, 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 and Park Associates Sports Management. <coughs> so I get the feeling that Impact is going to be doing, like, to save money on, on, like, you know, costs and stuff, a lot of their matches are taking place not in Impact. Like, you got the, the their, their, and I, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I kind of appreciate that we're getting different looking productions within the same production. I feel like that could possibly work. I wonder, is that, so, I don't know, but I feel like, is that what Jeff Jarrett was trying to do with Global Force Wrestling? Like, he would just put on, mat, he would just piggyback a bunch of other promotions. Like, hey, we're going to have this match over here, because he knows a bunch of people. Hey, we're going to have this match for our world title over here. We're going to have this match for our tag team title over here. And then we'll put them all together in one package, and that's what we're going to do. We're never going to have our own home base. I have no idea, because I know he was in New Japan doing that stuff. So. I have no idea. It's kind of a cool idea. I mean, it's I kind of dig how it's working. And a little, on one hand, I do. On the other hand, it's like, Oh, come on, Grado, you're just on, you know, you're just working a date in Cleveland. And, you know, you had somebody film a bunch of stuff, and then you made it seem like it was part of Impact Wrestling storyline. I don't know how I feel about that. It feels like it's cheating. But then at the same time, it's kind of cool because it gives you a different feel for, like, a bunch of different matches. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, let's see here. Next up, we had Pagado and El Hijo del Fantasma. You know, Phantasma means ghost, and El Hijo Del means son of. So I'm going to call the guy Ghost Jr. Um, versus EC3 and Eddie Edwards, the tenuous relationship there. Uh, the faces were uh, were on the road to victory. See what I did there? But uh, EC3 messed it up because of his temper. He lost his temper, sort of reverted to his heel ways. Um, Eddie uh, hit a blue thunder bomb on, uh, I think, Phantasma. And uh, but the ref didn't see it because EC3 was outside dicking around with Pagano, uh, and uh, so Eddie Edwards ended up taking the pin. Uh, let's see here. After the match, they started whipping the faces. The, the Pagano and what's his face Phantasma started whipping the, fa- the Eddie Edwards and EC3 with like a giant plasticky looking rope. It really, don't look like it hurt that much. Um, James Storm hunted on down while this was happening. He had a beer bottle. He cleared out the guys from AAA. Um, 
and then uh, sort of had like an awkward stare down with EC3, who kind of knew that he messed up. So that was kind of interesting. I like James Storm. Uh, let's see here. Next up, we had Phantasma, Pagano, and Tahano ta- all talking crap to Johnny Impact, Johnny Mundo. And for whatever reason, I don't know why he keeps on doing this, Johnny Mundo put his number one contendership on the line against Tahano to get him in the ring. He didn't even say, hey, I want to fight you first. He says, you know what, tonight I'm going to put up my number one contendership against you. Why would he just offer that up? That's like that's like gold. That's like money in the bank, dude. Anyways, uh, let's see here. Next up, we had Congo Kong versus Mahabali Shara. Congo Kong won that pretty easily with a, uh, I think maybe like a splash or something. I don't know. Anyways, at one point, he freaking headbutted the crap out of Mahabali Shara. It was kind of cool. Um, my stepkid Marissa came in during that match and said, oh my God, look at his boobs. I agree with that sentiment. Uh, next up, we had an Eli Drake promo <coughs> from uh, the, the, the seats in the arena in Mexico that he's fighting at. Uh, after that, uh, Moose talked about the, the beatdown that he took last week from American Top Team. They didn't really advance that storyline at all. They just had this Moose thing. After that, they had uh, Johnny Mundo versus Tejano. Johnny Mundo went over. Um, it was a fun, that was a fun match. Johnny, I like Johnny Mundo. I think he's good. I just think he needs to change up his look a little bit. Like the bell bottoms thing is just so out of date. Like, you know, I know I, I kind of his thing is like to be kind of cheesy, but a little too much cheese. Like get some skinny jeans. That's what people like these days. I can't pull them off. Uh, next up we had, uh, the heel women going into Karen Jarrett's office and they gave, they talked some crap to her. They were like, this is, we got attacked. And Karen Jarrett said, well, you better watch what you ask for because you might get it. And she's like, next week you're going to have a three-on-three, six-person tag match against the faces, against the other knockouts. And uh, and Sienna was like, get out of my way to Taya. And then Taya did an awkward shoulder bump, like trying to get in her way. It was all very awkward. Um, next up we had uh, Eli Drake in the main event facing... Literally an 18-year-old named Bronce. Uh, they've been saying that he's been wrestling since he was 11, so that's good. But he's only 18 years old. I don't know how far down the card in AAA this kid is. But it's kind of balls when your Impact World Champion, Eli Drake, is fighting a, literally a kid who's a year removed from being in high school. Like, you need, like, he should at least be fighting like an upper mid-card guy. That should be the, the situation. But he's fighting this, like, and he, the kid was tiny. He was small. He was very skinny. There, there should never have been, like, this should have been an Eli Drake squash match, but they didn't even give him that. So, I don't know. I get the feeling that maybe they said, oh, yeah, you know, you're, you know we'll bring him on down here. We'll have a match. It'll be good. We'll have him against one of our top guys. And they're like, here, here's Bronze. And you're like, who's that guy? Oh, this is, he's a little, little kid. He's 18. He's good. They're like, well, he's tiny. Oh, this doesn't make any sense. I want to fight one of your bigger guys, one of those guys with weird clown masks. Nah, you get Bronze. He's good. He's a little, little guy. Nobody cares about him. Now, I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if he's, like, you know, hot shit or not. I don't know. I don't think he is. I looked him up. He literally started wrestling as Bronze a year ago. So, anyways, Eli Drake did go over. At least he got that. Um, but, yeah, if they're going to have relationships with other companies, maybe 
have those relationships pay off a bit more than, than what we saw. Because <coughs> it was Eli Drake against a little kid. That's all I'm saying. And that's all I'll say. That's it for my Impact Wrestling review. Let me know what you got. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish, or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.